Thanks for tuning in to this episode. BBB presents Dedicated Dogs, featuring Jen Kiblinger, president of the board of directors for Circle Tail. BBB Sarah Kemmerer talks with Jen about the training process, partnership success stories, and the value of connecting service animals with the people who need them. Hello and welcome back. Jen, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. So, you know, before we get started, I have to ask, what is your favorite small business? Uh, Plain Folk Cafe. It's a little music cafe about actually two miles away from Circle Tail. Great music, food. The owners are really genuine and passionate about the community. You said it's called Plain Folk? Plain Folk Cafe. Mm-hmm. Oh, fun. I'll have to check that out. I'm sure it's just like the best atmosphere. Yes. So next, I really wanted to shout out that Circle Tail was a 2020 Torch Award winner. So what was it like winning a Torch Award? It was really an honor. It was so exciting to learn that we were awarded that. So let's go ahead and dive in. I'm a huge dog person, and I'm excited for our listeners to get to know the incredible work that you do for humans and for dogs. You've been with Circle Tail since 1999, and I'm sure you've bounced around a few different positions. So can you tell me about Circle Tail and what your journey has looked like? Yeah, um, Circle Tail, our, our mission is to uh, train and partner service and hearing dogs for people living with disabilities. We provide that service at no charge to the individual, and we place facility dogs to places like courthouses, schools, firehouses, um, to provide therapeutic support. Um, when I started volunteering in 99, we just had a barn. Um, now we have this amazing campus. It's become such a nice environment, not only for the dogs, but for staff and volunteers. Um, and when I started volunteering, you know, I really didn't know much about service dogs. It sounded cool. Um, but once I really got to know the volunteers, the dogs, the people they're partnered with, it really just struck me how life-changing this work is. Well, so I did want to bring up that a few people in our office, we were able to visit your campus when we presented the Torch Award, and we just think it's so cool (laughs) what your location looks like in Pleasant Pleasant Plain, Ohio. So can you describe to our listeners what your campus looks like? Yeah, um, we have a training and education center um, that was built in 2009. And then we've got the early learning center where we house our puppies. And our newest addition is the Landon and Landon Learning and Living Center. Um, And we have just some really cool campus improvements. Like we have a sidewalk connecting each, which sounds simple, but until recently, I always had to make kind of the disclaimer um, wear shoes you don't mind getting muddy every time oh, yeah. someone came out, you know. And I mean, we're out, we're out, we're out in the country. It, you get muddy, and but just having some of those those simple but hugely impactful improvements, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, most important, um, it's so much more accessible now. Oh yeah, for humans and for dogs. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I I think a lot of people get excited when they see service animals. Um, especially service dogs out in public. I just want to run up to them, pet them. They're so cute, but I know that I can't. Um, And I see that there are so many different kinds out there. So what are the different types of service dogs out there? And then what kinds does Circle Tail train? 
Um, so yeah, it's, I definitely understand the temptation to pet them. Um, but you know, they're, they're working and it's, it's a distraction. So it's like so hard to resist, but assistance dogs is kind of the umbrella term, um, includes guide dogs, service dogs, hearing dogs. And these dogs are all task trained to help an individual living with a disability. Uh, circle tail doesn't train guide dogs. We train service and hearing dogs. Um, and then, so these dogs, they can help with um, mobility, retrieving objects, opening and closing doors, drawers, helping with laundry. They can help someone during or after a seizure by providing a focal point, summoning medical assistance. We train diabetes alert dogs. Um, they improve the safety and well being of people with type 1 diabetes. Um, they detect low blood sugar levels. And we train them to alert the person and maybe to retrieve a cell phone or juice or medication. And then the hearing dogs alert the person to sounds like the microwave, doorbell, someone calling their name, um, even just unusual household sounds that we kind of take for granted. Mm -hmm. Gosh, I didn't know that there are so many different kinds, but when you really think yeah. about it, you kind of need to train <laughs> the dog like specifically for the circumstance. Um, yeah. and like, that's what sticks out to me with circle tail is that you, like you all take the time to really train the service dog specifically for the client's circumstance. Is there a general <laughs> timeline of training for each dog that you stick to? Yeah, we aim to partner about two years old. Um, sometimes it's closer to three years old, depending on how quickly they mature. Mm -hmm. Um, so they get to be puppies. Um, you're past that adolescent phase. Um, you want them to be you know, ready, mature, ready to work. And so we start with socialization and confidence building. We train general service skills like retrieval when they're old enough. And we, yeah, we work with our recipients on specific skills and needs. And I mean, we really, I think that's what I love so much about Circle Tail is we really focus on that partnership. It has to be beneficial for the dog and the human alike. I'm sure you could talk about this forever, all of the different kinds of trainings that you offer. Um, what are some examples of these pairings that Circle Tail has provided dogs for? And do you have a favorite? Oh, yeah. I mean, we have so many amazing stories, but yeah, I, I do have some favorites. Mm -hmm. um, we also place facility dogs. They're not assistance dogs, but they're, they're dogs in places like I mentioned, um, schools, um, firehouses, et cetera. And they've been helping welcome kids back to school. Mm -hmm. um, one dog selects line leaders by picking sticks out of a can with kids' names. They help with things like directing traffic, um, but they also more of the, the heavier tasks like helping with suicide prevention groups, trauma support, stuff like that. Um, we I think one of my, I seem to have a type of dog, like sweet <laughs> with a little bit of sass. So I fostered one dog, Signe, off and on as a puppy and an adult and really bonded with her. Um, she's had some quirks, like to work, but it was kind of on her own terms. She can be stubborn for sure. Um, she's pretty forward about seeking attention, which is not a great service dog skill. So we were trying to figure out like, okay, where will she thrive? Where will she be happiest? You know, we could mm -hmm. force her to be a service dog. She would do it, but just not feeling like she'd be truly happy. 
um, likes to be keep busy though. She's really smart. And so with this facility dog program, with the school dog program, we ended up finding the perfect match for her. She is working at the Hamilton County Educational Services Center. Um, they have a Pathways to Employment program that helps young adults living with disabilities, prepares the students to um, live and work in their community. And she, so she basically assists the students throughout the day. Um, and I guess they had a new student who has extreme anxiety and was really nervous to start school last August. Um, and so she had just come for an hour or two to start and the staff made sure Signe was there. And I guess apparently it was love at first sight. She became Signe's caretaker in the classroom. Um, having Signe to pet and focus on was instrumental to the student's success. Um, I think Signe helped the transition go quickly, smoothly. Um, you know, students have even kind of um, taken on a little bit of a teaching role where they help some of the younger kids in the school district learn about the dogs and how to approach dogs and demonstrating Signe skills. Um, so that's, that's really, really cool to see that a dog that you bonded with and really just fell in love with to watch them, you know, live, find their purpose mm -hmm. and live, you know, live such a great life or I bet it's an it's a great feeling to see that pup that dog start as a puppy live through their puppy years and then slowly train and then kind of send them off on their merry way yeah and in fact um we have a we just partnered an, another dog a service dog Brady this past February we got her from a guide dog school in Florida when she was eight weeks old um, we ended up driving her from Florida to Cincinnati the passenger holding on, holding her on her oh. lap the whole way. And she was the best traveler. And now to see her partnered and making such a difference in her partner's life now that she's an adult is just really cool. How many pairings have you seen um, since you started in 1999? Um, we've placed about maybe a hundred in, in public service and hearing dogs. Um, we've also placed um, in-home service and hearing dogs. Um, and we've placed so far, I think just since 2020, um, I think nine oh, wow. school dogs um, and some, some courthouse dogs, um, firehouse dogs. And we've probably, we've adopted um, probably thousands of dogs um, as whether it's beloved pet, pampered pet. Um, some of them go on to be registered therapy dogs. Um, we had one dog who was adopted, became a hotel ambassador dog. So oh. a lot of, a lot of very cool stories there as well. I love that you're bringing up all these different examples because I feel like service dogs have definitely gained a popularity in school and workplaces within the last few years. So are there any other benefits of bringing a service dog into like a firehouse school or that work environment? Yeah, it's, you know, it's a lot of responsibility, um, but we've seen an immediate impact with our facility dogs. You know, uh, almost every student at Pathways talks about Signe as one of their favorite things about the program. 
um, we have the firehouse dog, Demeter. Um, he was actually sworn in as a city employee. Um, and he has helped first responders throughout the community when there's particularly traumatizing incidents, um, tragedies. You know, they, they see a lot of, of bad stuff and he helps decrease anxiety and distress. BBB is now accepting applications for the 2021 Spark Awards. This annual program is for exceptional entrepreneurs, business leaders, and startup founders 35 years and younger, and business owners of any age with businesses established within the last 36 months. Does your business promote character, culture, and community? Visit sparkcincy.org, that's Cincy with a Y, to apply today. Circle Tail is a BBB accredited charity, but you're also accredited with Assistance Dog International. So was it hard to become accredited? And just in general, how important is it to become accredited? Yeah, it takes a lot to become an ADI accredited organization, but we feel it's important. It legitimizes us as an organization. Um, we have to meet these high standards for the training of the dogs, um, as well as the partnerships we create. So it kind of, it kind of, we have to meet and exceed these, you know, the highest industry standards. So I wanted to really talk about that people these days can go online and buy vests for their dogs that say like service and service animal on them, not even just dogs, but they put them on their animals that aren't necessarily like authorized as service animals. So can you talk about the difference between a air quote emotional support animal opposed to Circle Tail's actual service animals? Yeah, um, service dogs are trained to perform specific tasks directly related to a person's disability. Um, these service dogs have public access where emotional support animals and therapy animals who are not task trained um, don't have that public access under ADA law. Um, you know, emotional support animals are, are there to do just that, um, give emotional support, but they don't have to be trained, um, whereas the service dogs have to be task trained. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, I've, and kind of going off of that, I've seen a lot of articles within the last few years about bringing these, again, air quote, like emotional support animals, and for that matter, these legitimate and trained service animals you know, like onto airplanes or even into businesses. So what rights does a business owner have when it comes to service animals inside their business? Um, I think it's important to remember that not all disabilities are visible. And we've heard some really cringeworthy questions asked, um, but businesses can ask two questions. They can ask, is this a service dog required because of a disability? And what work or task has the dog been trained to perform? So you can't request like documentation for the dog. Um, there's no kind of quote, you know, certification papers for the dog. Um, you can't require the dog to demonstrate their tasks um, or ask what the person's disability is. And likewise, if a service dog is out of control and the person isn't able to control the dog, or if um, let's say the dog's marking in a store, being unruly, acts aggressively, the dog may be requested to leave 
um, basically the expectation is that the handler has control. Um, and I, I mean, you don't want inappropriate dogs being passed off as service dogs for the dog's sake too. Right. You know, mm-hmm. not all dogs are suited for service dog for service work. We ask a lot of the dogs, and we want them to be happy in yeah. their job. Well, that kind of goes back to that, like good relationship and pairing. You want to make sure that it's the perfect pair as opposed to, oh, hey, this this works. Yeah, absolutely. So I think we could talk about circle tail and service animals all day. I just love looking at pictures and talking about the pairings. Um, so where can where can listeners find circle tail online? We have a lot of information on our website at circletail.org. And you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Um, we're not on TikTok yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> awesome. Well, Jen, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Sarah Kemmerer with your local Better Business Bureau, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of BBB Presents. Until next time, connect with BBB Cincinnati on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to check out local businesses and do your part by leaving reviews at BBB.org.